I am just thrilled to say. What a You're such a wonderful crowd. Where's the neon? Where's the neon? It's Max, Danny, and Cameron. Thanks for coming back on, guys. Appreciate it. Hey, man. Hey, hey. Danny. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> We were just talking about everybody's new experiences post-COVID. I, I just want to let everybody know uh, we're happily back on. Um, we've restored the neon power, and uh, we're here to tell you some news. We haven't been around in a while. We do. If you've been waiting for this, um, we apologize. It's been taking a while to get us back online, but we're here, and uh, we're ready to tell you about some new stuff happening in the news about neon. So uh, further ado, uh, I want to touch on the first article here, Community Raising Funds to help restore iconic Mingwan neon sign in Spokane. So uh, communities pitching in um, back in April, this vintage sign came crashing down um, due to some high winds. It's, a, it's actually a landmark. And so uh, what's cool is the community put together a GoFundMe and it's now um, fully actually estimated to restore about nearly 30,000. So while insurance is gonna kick in, um, they're approaching their their goal actually. They're about a third of the way there. I don't know if they've actually reached it, which is kind of horrible on my reporting, but what do you guys think? It's uh it's kind of a, a great effort on the community to kind of pull it. Yeah, great effort. And I love how the owner said we will do whatever it takes to put the neon sign back up. Like whatever cost that that's how much they love the sign, that it'll nothing can stop them from restoring this beautiful sign. Yeah, and it was restored, by the way. It's actually fully oh, it restored. Yeah, as of July 20th, nice. they uh, actually got it crowdfunded and uh, after being knocked down. So um, the full restoration is 29000 and uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's 174. Does it, does, it, does it say the year it was made? How old it is? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, I actually don't have that, but I, I'm sure you can check it out online. I, I uh, wonder, I, I'm guessing it's probably from the 50s, if I had to guess. I'm just seeing the sign itself. Um, right. Actually, 77. It dates back to 77. So yes, That's cool. So that's kind of a cool thing. Um, yeah, just something that happens. I think believing in, you know, neon is actually partially by the people who actually are around it. And this is one of those success stories where it didn't hit the auction block it didn't fall apart it uh people wanted it back so you know use the power of the internet i guess <laughs> um, that's cool and and also that period 70s um i was i don't know who i was talking to about this but like a state 80s aesthetic and like uh or 70s because we only think of vintage neon science like a lot of times people talk about much older than that and a lot of the things that I think I fear, I think, is a lot of stuff that was made in the 80s kind of got trashed quick. And uh, and so, yeah, like seeing like, especially like full steel, old school signage from the 70s, that's kind of interesting that it's a little bit later, you know? Yeah, and also too, I think, you know, the restaurant actually temporarily closed since mid-March, we think about COVID, but some of these neon signs are pretty critical to people staying open, at least letting them know that they are actually serving food in some capacity so that's something to think about um you know i don't think it's talked about a lot in that regard so um yeah. it's funny it seems it seems like uh there's a general consensus that ex a neon sign that's existing that's anywhere half decent really everyone really should consider just like one or another saving it because uh you know what i mean like no one's quite sure what what you know what they think about led or neon or how much neon or what have you but 
what everyone knows is you know those iconic pieces or those you know those there's certain uh, neon signage that you just gotta save. <laughs> you know, one one reason, one way or another. You know, I think so too. I think you know, and also the connection too. Believe it or not, I just read a little bit about the restaurant. Is he and his wife went on there. You know, uh, I guess Bubby got a personal connection from this this guy Chris Bubby, who's helping start the fundraising effort. He and his wife went on their first date there. So we talk about those critical moments to you know not only just these iconic places, but um, with the help of locals because they have those connections to the past and they really do mean something. That's sweet. This guy That's just sweet. put up online and now it's back. So it's kind of cool. There's a sign in Toronto. I'm sure it's still there. But I, I, I grew up there and I lived there until I was like 30. But, um, and it was on uh, Queen Street East, uh, really far east. And there was a cool theater there and a really cool 50s style diner. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. But in any case, there was a there was a Chinese food place that was across the street, and they were like Chinese fast food, and uh, they had a seriously old neon sign, and it used to say just in big old letters, "Good food." But at one time or another, like uh, or somehow, it's just it always just says "goof." <laughs> and that place is known as the goof and and and, 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 and like the entire time i made me and lived in toronto it always said just goof like all the other letters were just they didn't let them off it was so cool <clears throat> but yeah like you know it's like it's just one of those things you know, that you gotta gotta save it. and it's cool to see people saving it and it's funny because I've I've got four crates for the Vancouver Museum of stuff that I'm gonna work on as soon as I get to it because they're doing a somewhat of an expansion, which is another story altogether. But uh, but some of them are cool. Like there's one that's from a record store. I I know by the construction, it's it it's not 70s, it's 80s, sometime in the 80s. So it's cool to see them like even pieces like that uh, being saved. You know. Thank you. Um, well, yeah, well, cool. They're good for them. Uh, in terms of the next article here, we got a granite, uh, staters love these neon signs. Now we're going to do something kind of unique. We don't really have everyone can kind of see on their screen what we're going to look at, but we could talk about these local kind of local New Hampshire, I guess, memory lane type moments. Um, and if you look them up, you can search for these two. Uh, the first one being the uh, Yokin's restaurant. It's kind of cool. It's there she blows. It's a, you know, good things to eat. We just talked about what restauranting is all about. <laughs> yeah. so one, this family restaurant sign is in Portsmouth in 47. So they closed up the shop in the 2000s um, and then resurrected in 2015. So again, you know, here's a sign that's kind of come back, loved seafood restaurant. Uh, it's just like a big whale. It's really cool. I mean, I think this is a, a highlight of the area. Um, kind of, I guess, harkens back to a simpler time, especially with all the lettering and stuff. So pretty intricate. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about that sign. Kowloon sign is actually uh, North Shore of Massachusetts. It's like a Mai Tai crab rangoon. Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm particularly in love with, uh, I guess, tiki bars. I guess for some reason they've actually synonymous with some neon. You have to work on those at all, Cameron, at all out there? The what, tiki bars? Yeah, like tiki, tiki bar neon. Tiki bar neon. Oh yeah. Uh, there's a couple of tiki bars in Vancouver actually. Like, uh, I'm sure there's more than that, but, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not sure. If, like I, I, I think the deal with the tiki bars here is that they're usually 
uh, in a small bar that I don't know the name of because it's so current, <laughs> and like the, and it's like it's like in the it's in the basement of the Astoria or something like that, right? <laughs> so uh, I probably do work on them inadvertently, just not the actual ones. But uh, it's funny because I got a I did a Corona repair. Uh, I'm really going off to one side here, but I did a, a Corona repair, uh, and you know the typical Corona beer sign. It's got like that fucking parrot thing yeah right and it's like oh it's so everyone like the, the worst thing about that sign is everyone fucking loves it and i like okay. and, yeah. and as a neon guy you're just like if i see another one of those i'm just gonna throw up like they're just like <laughs> oh man they're just like it's like good vibes only you know like i've seen enough of that image in my life right but i fixed so many of the same tube that end of the tail and uh this woman brought one in and i was like yeah end of the tail no problem i'll remake it it's all classic glass and um i swear to god i just pieced it together i had just i was literally walking over to the pump put it down on the pump and this woman walked in with her daughter and they had it at the exact same sign broke the exact same place <laughs> And, but theirs didn't say Corona, it said Tiki Bar. So I was, uh, they were like, Ooh. I was like, oh, this is cool. I said, first of all, this is the weirdest fucking thing that's ever happened to me. It's like, I literally, I was like, I know, I know you need one of these, right? And I held it up and they're like, what? <laughs> they didn't know what was going on. And I was like, no, it's just a crazy coincidence. But yours is cooler because whoever originally had it took off Corona and put Tiki Bar on it. Oh. There's, my, yeah, there's my tiki bar story. That's a, that's a magic repurposing, I think, too. You probably see some weird <laughs> stuff come through, right? Where you're like, in some capacity, you're like, did I work on that a few years ago or how did that go? Um. <laughs> well, I'll, what I tell my, what I tell the, the people who call who are nice is that, um, and they're, and you know, you tell them, like, you know, how, how much for a neon sign? And you're like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say, right? Like, okay, if it says hi. <laughs> then it's like that. Then, then, then it's this like, price. Yeah, it's bigger. It's not. It's no bigger than a bread box. Is this much? And if it, you know, and it could be. But anyway, uh, uh, oh, this is what I tell them is okay. Uh, so, so you give them a price, and they're like, oh, if you can tell that that you just punch them in the gut, right? And so, what I'll tell if they're nice, I'll say, this is what you do. You go on Craigslist. You find a guy who's trying to sell a, a neon sign that's broken. And it always says, perfect, it's worth great. It's just broken in one spot, right? And it's like, that thing is like worth less than nothing, right? So you can pick those things up for like pennies, like 20 bucks, they'll sell those things to you for it. Because you just, you just say, I know what I'm talking about. Like that's a $200 repair. No. So anyway, you pick one of those up and then you just put whatever you want on it. So the backing's done. You got a bunch of standoffs to play with. There's a transformer there. So for 20 bucks, you strip that thing and all you need is a, a tube or your own art or whatever. And you can, there you go. Listen, kids, yeah. all you need is a, as a, a sign and then a couple of different ideas. There you go. You're yeah, off to the But reasons. don't tell anybody that. That's just between you guys and me. Yeah. So. <laughs> now it's out to the public, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, one next listen, up, no one listens to this. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, just the... The Camp Washington's Nostalgic Neon American Sign Museum is set to reopen. It has reopened since this uh, article came out. Uh, reduced capacity with masks and face checks. So has anybody, uh, I guess, gone and looked at the American Sign Museum? They've really done a great job of taking people back in time. These are sort of ads and landmark uh, type pieces that it's obviously had a collection of. And 
uh, looking forward to obviously bringing people back in. So as much as the signs or the museums have been shut down, here's one in particular, if you are in the uh, area. Um, Cincinnati. In Cincinnati, yeah. So this is regular business hours, all staff. They're required for a face mask. But, you know, I know that certain museums, have you read, um, for instance, like Vegas is now doing a virtual tour. Have you guys been to do that at all yet? Have, have you seen that? No, uh, no, I haven't, but that sounds really cool. I'll have to jump on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. They've guessed, basically, the stance they've taken is that they're now just offering this virtual you know, tour of the, of the neon boneyard. And I was kind of surprised to see that, but, you know, I understand the larger public can't get to these, uh, you know, yeah. stuff, you know these museums anymore. I know, I know that boneyard museum has this projection artist who like projects using like, I don't know, some sort of technology pro projects onto the neon, like the broken ones, what it would look like. Cool. And sometimes with like, a little video so i wonder if that's incorporated in the virtual tour because if that is that's like a whole nother level you know yeah so it's probably the middle of july and they announced called a 360 virtual tour so they've taken like i guess 130 spots and one once the guest enters they are welcomed by a video and uh it's like ten dollars and you just roll right in and basically anybody can get access you know you hover over a spot and it talks about facts and like it highlights, I guess, are the, the, the hard rock guitar that they now have, the 27 kind of minute documentary on that. Uh, they've got like cool. a ton of stuff up there. You get to see Tim Burton's exhibition as well. Uh, so you can read about all the facts about him if you like him. Uh, if not, skip it, right? <laughs> they really happen in Stardust <laughs> Letters. Uh, virtual tour. So it's, it just, it's just a cool way to think about traveling through Neon Time. Like if you're not into like going and being by a bunch of people, you can pay $10 and see a bunch of neon. So, you know. There's... So this is the one in Vegas, right? Yeah. You're talking yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah, the Vegas. I think, and I think like the, so first of all, I cannot go there because I'm in Canada and our border's closed. <laughs> and then the Americans won't let me in and they won't let you guys in here, but. Uh, we can't go to you either. Yeah, we're stuck here. Oh yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. But uh, we're in containment mode right now. So yeah, yeah. Uh, hi everybody. But anyway, uh, I think that's it's good to see it open. And um, you know, the Vancouver Museum is open. As for, I'm I'm fairly certain. And uh, yeah, they've just got um, limited capacity and obviously social distancing. And I would hope, uh, like ma a mandatory mask. I ha actually haven't checked on that. It's very interesting. Like Vancouver's got pretty low numbers, but hey, like we had a shutdown, and and we are still some things are still kind of shut down, and people are in hospitals, right? So it's not gone away, but uh, yeah, like uh, um, I, I forgot what I was gonna say, but anyway. <laughs> so uh, oh yeah, I, oh I know what I was gonna say. Yeah. I hope they I hope they have mandatory masks, but um yeah, but it's good to see them open, and I think that sorry. Uh, I also have to remember what I was going to say. Uh, it, and also, like, the virtual tour thing is, like, a, you know, like, it's good to see them doing what they can, you know? Obviously, it's not the same, and uh, and maybe they're kind of, like, I don't know, devaluing themselves by, by doing that because, oh, I don't have to go now, honey, because it's online. But, yeah, I think it's nothing like being there, and it's good to see them um, just being on top of it, you know? Mm -hmm. There you go.
Um, next article is man reportedly stole neon sign from Armucci laundry. Uh, this is a, oh my God. a road man is charged with a felony burglary. Uh, he stole a $350 sign and, uh, he brought it into Floyd County jail on a felony warrant. So, you know, don't steal signs. We talked about, it. I think it's just, uh, another one of those instances where, you know, neon is, 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 uh, is coveted. I mean, it what did the sign say? It was just an open sign, Cameron. Just a traditional <laughs> open sign. Why is this news? <laughs> so you know, an open sign, you know, people you know just what? to warn people, the you world? touch that open sign, you get put into the closed exactly. jail. Jesus, look what, like, seriously, crime has gone nuts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and people say open signs are a dime a dozen. I beg to differ. There's very, uh, you know, depends on who you ask. It is hard to find a, a neon open sign these days. Yeah, see, now we're going the other way. Everything is so trendy. There's all these topics about what you want to say. You know, this is the problem. Now we can't get back to this. Took a detour there. Sorry, just kind of threw everybody at that. But uh, a vibrant tour of American Neon Signs. Uh, I did want to talk about John Barnes now. He's got a new book out. came out in March. This is a book called Neon Road Trip. It's a 500 shots all pared down into kind of a book, a really tight package of mid-20th century neon of highways and byways of America. So he was actually on the show very recently on the podcast and um, mm-hmm. just a discovery of different places. So this is a gentleman who just loves to travel, got in a car and just took hundreds of thousands of photos. Nice after pictures of neon. Yeah. Yeah. Pike place here. He's gone to Utah. Wow. He was in South Dakota, you know, Washington. So he's a... Um, a relatively humble guy. He'll sit there and tell you he's, you know, obviously just uh, loves to take photos, but he's really quite extensive about what he did. And so he, he was just talking about some of the things he had up and coming and COVID happened. And, you know, he really was trying to get the word out about the book and, you know, Smithsonian did a, this is the piece on Smithsonian. So he, I just want to give him some more love. You know, he's actually was, um, you know, everything kind of kicked off after he met Rudy Stern out and let there be neon in the seventies. So he's been around for a while and uh, yeah, I just really want to kind of speak on that. If you guys got a chance to uh, take a look at his work, definitely go check it out. I think he's um, just a, a good character and just doing some really cool things for neon. So have you guys got any his book recommendations that you be able to catch up on anything or you readers at all during COVID? So I don't know if, I don't know if the other one of you have dipped your toes into reading <laughs> reading no i don't even know how to read exactly <laughs> i think that. i thought that uh winning anonymous century bar neon sign bidders come forward uh this is out in dayton ohio so well this is relatively recent this is out in april uh historical neon sign it, winning a seven-day bid uh which really went to war i guess in the last minute um, this is Century Bar in Dayton, which uh, has uh, really opening three years after the Great Flood and has since historically been registered uh, under the um, Dayton Power and Light Building, so historically for that. And then I guess in the 60s, there's a neon sign that once hung on this building that could be no longer in use, so it's historic. Um, I know that they actually, uh, you can't put uh, a 1960 neon sign uh, in a building from that time period now. So uh, I think they're collectively trying to figure you, out what to do. You can't put them back on a building? Uh, yeah, you can't put a 60s neon sign on a building that was built in 1916, apparently. So the, oh. uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the sign was given a new home. Sense. Yeah. Uh, and they put it up on auction. And yeah, I mean, interesting enough, it it went for $15,000. So neon is is still coveted, like we talked about. I mean, this sign is actually for the next three to five years will be re-auctioned the sign, so donating the profits. 
Um, it's going to hang in Jurgen's bar. So I guess that's in the area, but, uh, yeah, they have a pretty good price. Yeah. And they plan on using that money to, uh, to reopen. So uh, it'll also continue to pay for employees health insurance. So just another cool thing that Neon is now actually helping people, uh, during the pandemic to pay for employees for their health insurance. So go Neon. Yeah. Yeah. Go Neon. That's is awesome. Any, it sounds like a, it sounds like they got a, a whack of money, but it does also doesn't sound like a bad deal for a yeah. cool old sign, fifteen thousand or, or whatever that was, fourteen. Yeah, fourteen thousand, fifty-one total bids. I mean, people were after this thing. It was, uh, you know, it wasn't just a, a one and done. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, next up, I like to talk about some shops. I think uh, the Neon Company. Have you guys heard of them at all? I don't know if you're familiar. Yeah, follow uh, them on Instagram. They do some great signs. Yeah, so they've historically been known for a lot of their work, especially with movies. Uh, Cameron, I think you probably did, like... Did Blaze work? Did Blaze uh, work there? Yeah. At the same place? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. And Yeah, and uh, someone else used to work there too. So they've done a lot of productions. They did uh, cool. Baby Driver and Stranger Things. They did Neon for that movie. Um, they did a lot of the Marvel work. Uh, My Cousin Vinny, Vinny, I don't know if anybody likes that movie. <laughs> it's an old one yeah. for you youngins out there. Um, <laughs> yeah, this is cool. I mean, it's uh, a you know, high school science teacher. Brenner, his roommate, became interested in Neon, and they started the shop. So um, I just thought it was a cool idea. The article got picked up. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they got a really cool group of, of, of guys who gals who do work. And so wanted to just make sure they got – Boasted um, talks about obviously the replacement of LED signs and neon, but I don't really talk much about that because I think they're doing more than enough to help keep uh, Atlanta burning bright. So, uh, you know, I just like to hear shops doing good. I think there's a lot of them out there. So, you know, if you're if you're local and you want to get your name out there, shoot us an email, uh, you know, info at mononeon.com. We're happy to take a look and just felt it was the right time to talk about other shops, you know, especially with Cameron, your shop as well. Uh, you're doing still active, still doing pieces out, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, regular people would be surprised how much neon is produced during a deadly pandemic. We, we, we used to say that neon, uh, one thing about neon is, is it's recession proof because, um, I swear to God that it's been like in a, in, a long over a long period of time been very few times that i've been able to find work but uh yeah even in deadly pandemic there was a lot of work to do there's there's a lot of work to do <laughs> and daniel and, you like your work too uh you've gotten some critical kind of work out lately i really like the legs piece you've got going on you're still working on your work still a lot of stuff coming out too so um anything you're kind of uh, want to tell people about what's going on yeah, finally got a couple of commissions coming down the pipeline that I've been kind of working on the past couple of weeks. So it's cool to still have that going on. Um, definitely at a slower pace, but I think it's good because on these ones, I get to put like a significant more amount of time into each one of them. So um, I think I'm proud with what I'm, I've got coming up. But yeah, just taking it easy. I think it's a great time to like – work on things that you never give the time to in a general situation um so yeah i've been practicing and doing also work too, you got your own museum of neon art you tell people about that too your mask you made out of neon 
So. Oh yeah, I yeah. made. I took over their Instagram and yeah, made that was a great. neon mask. <laughs> that was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you take a look at that. Go check it out. It's really cool. It kind of got come up with that idea, and I think it's very poignant. Obviously, it couldn't be better timing. So. <laughs> Yeah, and with their neon shop there, uh, I'm sorry, uh, what was the first one we were talking about? Um, uh, oh, yeah, this is the, um, uh, they're talking about the one over in uh, Atlanta, the neon company. Oh, yeah, sorry, a neon yeah. company. Um, they, yeah, so they do a fair amount of neon, uh, movie work, as I recall. Yeah, a lot of movie and, work. Mm-hmm, and I did see a little posting, I think a posting by them on their Instagram, it was like, really, <laughs> was really like, we're, we're ready for the film, and you know, we got our masks on, and they're <laughs> totally like, uh, you know, preparing uh, as we are, as I guess all neon people are to one degree or another, but uh, yeah, like, uh, uh, I hear that the filming is about to be absolutely crazy, like over the next little while. So yeah, I feel like it, they have so much catch up to do, catch up game, you know. Yeah, that too. That too. Mm-hmm. Like I had, I've, I've only had two film rentals that, and they both were in the last week. But um, yeah, I've been just playing catch up a lot over the last few months myself. So yeah, if we got an onslaught of work right now from film, I would just be like, oh, especially after everything slowing down, I'd be, I think I'd be shocked, in shock. Dude, I feel like I'm lazy. Or you guys feel that way too? Like when I get a job, I'm like, oh, but I haven't been working. <laughs> I have to. <laughs> the, monot- the monotony of it all. I think sometimes that could be a little bit of a, a you know, it puts a little bit of a spell on things. Um, but I do encourage everyone. I think you know what we're doing here, and especially online. I think you know, gotten a lot of good time to like you mentioned too danny you said there's a lot of things that you can do now reportedly things that you maybe hung up before or just said you didn't have time if those are things that you're thinking about now is a great time to uh to really kind of spur that along so i think uh it's encouragement at the same time it's time for reflection i think too so maybe this is the best i've, time. I've seen a bunch of posts from your like you do do you you do a piece like you work with someone else too right Danny? Yeah, yeah, I've been working with uh, a shop in LA too, just to kind of learn a, a lot faster. That's cool. Yeah, I've been like seeing a bunch of cool stuff. And um, new content. Yeah. So to end on this, we always do that funny thing where I throw this curveball at everybody and says, "What do you like to talk about? Like something you recommend? Content?" <laughs> uh, I don't know if anybody's had time to think about it. I'll go first if you want. Yeah, go sure. ahead. Yeah. yeah. So, so the um, the Disney show. I don't know if anybody's been sucking down shows as of late. You know, with the whole uh, pandemic. You know, in terms of the streaming and services and whatnot. Um, you know, Disney put out a, a kind of a, a cool show. Um, it was about Flynn's Neon and uh, and Tron and what what essentially took place on the movie set as well as what went on behind the scenes. And uh, they put out a little bit like kind of a Disney plus spin on that um, about how the film, how the neon was actually got restored. Uh, They put it back together actually recently and they filmed the whole thing. And uh, it's part of their kind of their expose on, you know, um, what kind of the behind the scenes look on what was going down. Uh, So if anybody has a chance, look at that. can't remember the gentleman's name. I'm trying to think now of who that was, but, um, but yeah, there's kind of like a, a kind of a genuine take on 
uh, if you're a Disney fan or a neon person, you know, you really, I think you'd really appreciate the uh, kind of the general show. Um, you know, and then the format is very simple. I think they did one on uh, Nightmare Before Christmas um, and a few other things too. So uh, yeah, but the Flynn's Neon came on. It was a very signature piece in the film. If most people don't know about Tron, it was kind of ahead of its time. They talk about like the suits and everything they wore. So super cool. Um, if you have a chance, go check it out. It's on Disney Plus. You can stream it and, and check it out. So yeah, that's my- now, Which uh, one you like more, the, the original Tron or the remake? You know, I never saw the new one, uh, so I can't really comment too much, but I guess, you know, they each have their own qualities. Um, I do like the original. There's something weirdly fascinating about that era where they were like actually taking individual shots and then kind of pre-treating each one. Um, I think it had like, there was like, I think over, I don't know how much film left over, but it was a significant amount because they actually had to layer over each film, I guess each slide, like another layer of film, which would be like the highlighted portions so they hmm. shot the whole thing on black and white and then had to like cut out certain sections of the suits to basically illuminate them that's basically how they did it so there's no computers there was no um <laughs> you know quick fix uh it was literally all by hand yeah so tron so at the actually the show is called prop culture if you're on disney plus check it out um if not google it you can see some pictures of what's going on um Cameron or Danny, do you want to jump in and tell you your pick of the day of content? What you want people, or I guess what you're consuming, what you think is, you know, kind of uh, topical for people? Yeah, um, I recently got into, uh, I guess, the show Pose, which I think is really great. It dives into, like, uh, ballroom culture in New York in the 80s. Um, and I just kind of got obsessed with it. It's such a good show. Um, I don't know. Max, do you know about that? Like, were you around New York during that time? I mean, even no. as young? Yeah, no, I was, uh, sadly not, I was in the Midwest. Oh, okay. <laughs> Probably looking at everything on the inside, but this sounds really cool. So this was during the 80s, and it sounds right up my alley. This was um, in New York? Yeah, yeah, so it's, uh, it's like a safe space for, like, uh, LGBTQ, like, um, minorities in new york to just have a place to kind of express themselves and it was basically like the origins of vogue dancing and where madonna got a lot of inspiration oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. so it's just like it was a really cool tv show that kind of celebrated that and it's really cool it was on like uh, a mainstream tv channel so it's cool to get it like such positive attention you know Interesting. Was it like but, on like public television? A lot of weird stuff ended up on public television in the eighties, and like especially in New York. If you go back and look at those tapes, is it on that or was it like cable? Oh, or? it's like an it's a new series that's just like time stamped in the eighties. Like. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. What is it called again? I'm sorry. Pose. It's so Pose, good. Yeah. I think I've heard of it. Sounds really yeah. good. Yeah. Where do you see? Can you see it on a certain streaming or is it everywhere? It's on Netflix. Okay. Uh, streaming both seasons now. So. Cool. Um, it's by Ryan Murphy. It's one of his famous TV shows. So, you know, there's a lot of music and dance in it. Very cool. <laughs> Check it out. Um, Cameron, you want to end on anything? Jeez. Um, um, uh, sure. Uh, let, let me take it in a different direction. Um, I've been listening to this band recently called Death. And there, uh, they, there is a, um, a death metal band called Death, but there is an older 
uh, band called Death that is from, I believe, where are they from? Uh, Chicago? No, maybe they're from DC. Um, but anyway, they're like a they're like an earlier uh, incarnation of like Bad Brains, if anyone's familiar with that. So sure. they're they're all black members, and um, I had never heard of these guys uh, until a couple of years ago, and just randomly someone posted something about them on Instagram. I was like, so sorry, what? <laughs> and because uh, I've I like I was a I am was a big Bad Brains fan. Hey, and like was, you're in the um, hard, hardcore punk scene, right? Too. You, yeah. you had your own band as well, right? Let's not just well, I, uh, chalk it out. Sure. I like, yeah, and I like <laughs> lots of different stuff. And I like lots of different stuff. But anyway, this band called the same one. So this band called Death, I highly recommend Search it on YouTube. Um, the, the one album I'm familiar with is like every track is amazing. And it's not hardcore punk. It's like, because it, it's from the 70s, right? So it's like uh, more just like rock. Uh, rock and roll based, so, but like you know, like you know the Stooges, you know you sort of hear the punk coming, you know, <laughs> more garage sounding or whatever. But anyway, amazing band, I highly recommend. Death. Cool, check it out. Um, yeah, so that's another episode here. Uh, Where's the neon? I think there's plenty to talk about. Obviously, there's more, but we'll have to get uh another episode together um really appreciate you guys coming on all the awareness around this stuff we'll put some show links in there follow uh danny b check out cameron everyone on instagram we'll put all those links in there so i appreciate you guys coming on thanks for having us again max and uh cameron do you want to do the chime the show tune for our show <laughs> <laughs> the show tune for our show <laughs> yeah. We don't have an outro. We don't have an outro, do we? Okay. Time we need one. Maybe we need one. (laughs) We'll we'll record something. We'll find it. Beautiful. Is that 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 Dash playing right now? That was Mash, actually. That was good though. Nice. So thanks, Max. Thanks, Max. Mash. Yeah. And it's good to hear your guys uh you guys are still alive. You know. Yeah. So uh, much longer. Stay safe everyone. Yeah. Let's do it again soon. Yep. Take care, everybody. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed that show. If you haven't done so, please leave us a review on your podcast aggregator of choice. We have a lot of great neon guests coming up, and as always, thanks for listening. <laughs>